Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Harpreet Kaur, entrepreneur, founder of Oh So Yum and Lord Sugar's latest business partner. Whether you've watched The Apprentice or not, you're going to absolutely love this episode. An incredibly strong and inspiring woman, I can't wait for you all to listen to this. So let's get into it. Okay, Harpreet. Hi. The first British Asian to win The Apprentice. Yeah, so how does that feel? I'm really proud. I really am. Should be. I think there's so many of us, like Asians, Indians, Mm -hmm. that work really hard. Um, Mm -hmm. There's many of us that have businesses, are entrepreneurs, so I'm just really proud to be able to take that title and represent. I'm so happy that you're doing that. And it's so nice. I mean, I just was telling you before, I met so many people today that were so excited I was doing this podcast with you. And some of them were just like, I'm so proud of her. I feel like she, we we really supported her through that journey. And, you know, we really were cheering her on. And one of them was like, I knew she was going to win from the beginning. You know, you just had (laughs) that. that a lot. You had a lot of uh, fire in you. And I think Mm -hmm. everyone loved that. Mm -hmm. So tell me about The Apprentice. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide to apply? I applied for The Apprentice. Um, Obviously, I already have a business. I've been Mm -hmm. running it for six years. Um, I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. And um, I've worked really, really hard on it. Okay. I wanted to level up. um, And I needed a... I felt I needed a platform to enable me to do that. Um, COVID hit and, you know, everything just kind of... It was, it's been miserable for a couple of years, right? right? It just hasn't been really something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, I've grown up watching The Apprentice. Same. And <laughs> I've always watched it and thought, oh my God, what are they doing? <laughs> like, of course I could do a better job because we all think that. It's, it's funny obviously. when you're watching it, you're just like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Like, I'm not being funny. That logo of the poo. <laughs> like, what were they thinking? What, what were they thinking? I and then can't... the next episode of The Wand, it was like, they did it again with the brown and green. I had nothing to do with that. Yeah. <laughs> of course, if I was on this, it would have fun. It wouldn't have Thank God like you had nothing to do with that. I've ripped into you today. <laughs> no, I had nothing to do with those. Um, I'm, I'm the type of person that I really like to push and challenge myself. Right. And... I actually, that's my idea of fun is doing tasks and tests and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I just, I've always kind of wanted to do it. Okay. And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to go for it. And when I, you know, got the tick that I was going to be on it, I was like, okay, now I have to actually go and win. Right. <laughs> so what was the process like? Um, it was pretty tough, actually. Okay. Like, um, there was quite a long application form. Um, 
I had to do Zoom interviews, come down to London, meet with the producers. Um, I met with one of Lord Sugar's kind of advisors that assessed mm -hmm. me as well, checked my business plan. Wow. Um, I think I kind of sussed out quite early on that to get onto the show, um, I'd really have to put myself out there and exaggerate certain elements of my personality because I kind of realized it's, mm. it's not going to be Lord Sugar that looks at all the applications. He'll assess me when I'm in the process. Right. So I kind of realized that I made sure that I really sort of brought certain flares out of my personality that I thought they might like to see on a TV show. And what were those things? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. We've all seen the like leads up to The Apprentice and we're all really cocky and arrogant and... You know, you have to really kind of sell yourself and say okay. that, you know, you're the best, next best thing since life spread, you know? <laughs> um, I think um, in my kind of interviews and things, I, you know, I made out that I wasn't there to make friends or um, all these different sayings that you just say to really kind of show your best front. It's just fight talk. So do you feel like you were being authentic then? If you're, if you're exaggerating mm. certain things about yourself and you're doing something because you know it's gonna get attraction, mm -hmm. Do you feel that you were being the real you? Mm -hmm. um, on the pros in the process mm -hmm. or to apply? On the process? Within the process saw, and what viewers saw. So I would say there's two kind of parts to it. There was the application process. Mm -hmm. um, and also like, you know, these scenes where you see us walking in with our suitcase. Yeah, and like I doing love the those. Fight talk <laughs> and the candidate videos of meet the candidates. Yeah. I would say that was a very exaggerated version of myself. Okay. Um, but within the process and what you saw on tasks, that was definitely me. Mm -hmm. um, there's no acting involved. I would say that's, you have to bear in mind that's the that's just one snippet of someone's personality. Personality, absolutely. You're stressed. You're pressured. Mm -hmm. And there's t 24 hours in a day, but they only show that one, you know, clip on television. Um, so so you're filming only you see, all day. Uh, yeah, the tasks are long. You're filmed for like two, three days per task. Oh wow, we only see like 10 minutes, I guess, of that task, right? Yeah. And there's so many elements, but they don't all make the edit because that's impossible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of filming. You're really exhausted. You're really stressed because. You want to win the £250,000 investment. Of course. So of course you're going to act a little crazy. Yeah. Um, so yes, that was 100% authentically me because I completely forgot about the cameras and I was so laser focused that I guess that must be me when I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a good or bad thing, but it got me the win. Absolutely. <laughs> you were running, you, you said in your introduction, I'm already running a six-figure hmm. business. Mm-hmm. So why did you apply to be on The Apprentice? Was mm -hmm. it for the fame? Mm -hmm. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna sound like, I don't know if this is gonna sound true or not, but I honestly was quite naive going into the process. I don't think I fully realized or thought through, you're exposing yourself to millions of viewers. I don't think I actually realized what that meant, like really putting yourself in the public eye. Mm -hmm. Because before this process, I'm not, I wasn't really active on social media. I, didn't, I, had a, I think I had a 300 followers. Oh my God, I thought you had 1,500. You had 300 yeah, followers. Yeah, I, I think it was, wow. yeah, definitely. It wasn't over a thousand, no way, I'm not that popular. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to see, and no content. Um, yeah, so I, I, I really wasn't someone that was active in that way. Um, I didn't really think of, through, I genuinely, I wanted the challenge, I wanted the pressure, and I wanted to see, can you do this? 
and I wanted wanted the investment. And Obviously, the element of fame has come alongside it, but of course. I'm not an A-lister celebrity. So in my head, it's like, I'm not exactly going to be walking the red carpet every five minutes through going through this. So exactly. I don't think that really was a big factor of me applying. And I really like the way you said in the, when we spoke earlier, you said, I just wanted to level up. Yeah. So this was a great way for you to get exposure to so many different things. Yeah. And I know you've got that investment now with Lord Sugar, mm -hmm. which is incredible, but actually you may get investment from other people. 100%. Because they're gonna have seen you. And I think one of the things that so many people said to me today, which has had a mixed opinion, and I wanna to talk to you about that. Okay. You were very strong and very fiery. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of Indian women, and I think there's two two people in this camp. Some people are like, I love that. And that's me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, I mm -hmm. love seeing mm -hmm. strong women. Mm -hmm. And there's some people who are like, oh my gosh, she's too independent. And no one said this about mm -hmm. you, but I'm just saying in general, mm -hmm. people do feel that way when mm -hmm. they meet strong women. Mm -hmm. They're like, she's too direct. She's too full of herself. Mm -hmm. She's too strong in the sense of like, I, it's, it's too much. It's not what I'm used to. Because mm -hmm. I really do feel as an Indian woman, you're very much told to keep your head down. Yeah. You're very much told to not say much. Mm -hmm. I get told all the time, please don't say anything. I, yeah. think, I think that's that's been fed to me since I was younger. Okay. And this podcast has really allowed me to really express how I feel about a lot of things mm -hmm. without having that, please don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> underneath it. Yeah. Because it gives me a platform in which I can share a lot of my experiences and it's not directed specifically to anyone. Yes. But was that something that you felt nervous about? Because I know for me, when I am strong and I am like very independent and I have, I'm very opinionated about a lot of things, mm -hmm. but when I'm sharing some of those opinions, often I feel scared. Mm -hmm. Often I feel very worried that other people are gonna judge me. Mm -hmm. Did you feel that? I'm gonna just answer this honestly. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know where I get it from. The answer is no, I'm not scared of what people think of me. I love that. I think that's amazing. <laughs> so have you never been told growing up? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Everything that you've said, I completely resonate with. Okay. Of course, especially as an Indian woman, Yeah. you're expected to do things by a certain age. Yeah. You're told to kind of keep quiet a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's certain jobs that you can do, can't do. Um, being an entrepreneur, setting up a business is for a man. A hundred percent. And you don't want to be too loud or garish, you know, be cute. Yeah. Be pretty and be, be sensible. Right. I'm all those things and I'm a lot more as well. Yeah. I love you. That's <laughs> so great. Where did I, you get that confidence from though? To be like, I don't need to worry about your opinion. It's not that I don't worry about people's opinions. I, I care for other people's opinions. I respect other people's opinions, mm -hmm. but I will take that on board and that will shape my own opinion. Yeah. Um, I think I'm not, again, I'm not sure where I get it from, but I just don't need validation. I don't, I'm, I, it doesn't change how I feel, the way you feel about me. I can take feedback on board and I can continue to improve myself because nobody's perfect. But not everybody is going to like you. There are gonna be some people that don't like my personality and mm -hmm. that's cool. I didn't go on The Apprentice for, it's not a likability competition, Absolutely. it's an ability competition. Mm -hmm. I went there to prove that I can run a business and I've got business skills, that's exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. Whether you like me or not doesn't come into the equation. Um, I am strong, I am direct, I can get a job done. Mm -hmm. um, I completely respected the other candidates and I got nothing but respect back. And I do think that, if people realize you're coming from a place that isn't fed by ego, right? you're just goal driven and you've got a goal and you're gonna get to it. And it's not because you're on a power trip or you want to prove yourself. Mm -hmm. People respect that. 
Absolutely. I'm not here to prove myself to anybody. I I'm here that. to be me. I'm unique. I have unique characteristics and qualities. Mm -hmm. Of course I watched the show and thought, oh my God, <laughs> why are you like this? Of course I did. <laughs> But everybody does that about themselves. A hundred percent. I can't Real. watch my podcasts. I, I cringe. Yeah. Like when I, even when I watched the podcast back yeah. with Stephen Barlow, I was like, I can't watch it again. I'm so scared of I watching this watch back. <laughs> See, this, this, this is what I get nervous about. Right. Because we're talking about me mm, and I'm my putting myself me. out there. Whereas put me on a business show and give me some tasks. No problem. Let yeah. me get to it. Um, I, I, obviously as an Asian woman, um, you do have those, um, thoughts and things from society. A hundred percent. I feel like I've got to the position where I am in life because I haven't let that affect me. It's okay if my dad doesn't think I should set up a business. I'm gonna think about that, I've got it. I'm still gonna do it anyway because I believe in myself and I know I'm gonna have a successful outcome. Um, maybe, you know, there's, there's just lots of different yeah. perspectives, but I'm here to be me. I'm here to be true to myself mm -hmm. because if you do anything else, you can feel real, really unfulfilled. And I have felt like that at times in my life. Yeah. Well, I haven't pursued my goals because I'm worried about what my dad's going to think or say. Oh my God, I I'm, I'm, can't tell you how much I resonate with you. Yeah. But self-belief is really something that you learn. I don't think it's yeah. something that you're taught at a young age. So everything I'm hearing from you now, I'm thinking, how on earth did you learn that? Would 18-year-old Harpreet no. be saying this? No way. What was that switch? What was that pivotal moment when you thought, I'm not gonna listen to you, mm -hmm. Dad, I respect your opinion, mm. but I'm doing this for me mm. because I know what I want. What was, that, what was that moment for you? Okay. I'm quite a ballsy character anyway. I feel like if I know I'm not doing anything wrong, I'm gonna do it. If it's actually, you know, got a decent outcome at the end of it, yeah, I'll do it. It's okay mm -hmm. if you potentially don't believe in me or you're putting your own insecurities on me, that's fine. But if I know I'm not disrespecting anyone, mm -hmm. I'm being sensible as yes. an Indian girl to an yes. extent, yes. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna give it a go. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not disrespectful. I'll always obviously listen to my parents and I always take on board, okay, what society might be thinking. But for me, I know I've got to where I am by removing those as factors in my decision making. Right. I don't care if I'm female, Asian, 30. I want to go on The Apprentice, so I'm gonna do it. I want okay. to set up a business, so I'm gonna do it. I wanna go buy five pairs of shoes, so I'm gonna go do it. <laughs> I don't care what people think, that's what I wanna do. <laughs> but was there a certain moment in your life where you switched that thinking? Um, I would say probably over the last three to four years, I've really okay. worked on myself. Okay. Um, there has been a period in my life where I have felt unfulfilled for a while. Right. Because I wasn't being true to myself. I was too worried about looking after everyone else and mm -hmm. their needs and their goals and putting mine own on a dampener. I really think when you're unfulfilled, and I, and I felt this, I was in a, in a relationship where I felt really unhappy. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that was the best part of my life. Yeah. Because I was so unhappy that I was doing anything to change. I was going yeah. to therapy, I was reading books. I was like watching all these motivational videos. Mm. And that's where I really start to began my, that's where I really began my journey in really discovering what I wanted to do yeah. and what made me feel happy. Yeah. And I often think that, I listened to this on a podcast actually, when they said, would you remove the trauma from your life? Or would yeah. you remove these bad moments? Because, and most people said no because yeah. they shape who you are. And so actually those moments in your life where you're struggling and you're having a really bad time and you're so unhappy, mm. you do everything in your power to get yourself out and then you hold on to that. So I love that. 
But one thing I really wanted to ask you, oh, first things you. you said on The Apprentice, which stood out to me, was I'm not a bimbo. Mm -hmm. I already run a six-figure business. Mm -hmm. Why did you feel the need to justify that? No one else said I'm not a bimbo. No guy mm -hmm. would say I'm not a bimbo. Mm -hmm. Why did you feel the need to say that? Mm -hmm. So firstly, again, you say certain things to get on the show. So okay. you exaggerate and you say things that you think <laughs> will get attention. Um, I think that may have stemmed from, like you just said, society puts you in kind of certain boxes. They do. I've, I've been running my business for six years now mm -hmm. and I still get comments like, oh, are you still running your little cake business? Really? It's not a little cake business. <laughs> I have a company that makes money right. and it's ready for investment. Mm. And I just feel that men don't ever get those comments. Mm -hmm. If a man sets up a business, everyone thinks, wow, he's so driven. What? How fantastic. Absolutely. He's successful. He takes risks. If a woman does it, it's seen as a cute hobby. Mm -hmm. She might like make a little bit of extra income whilst you know the kids are at school. 100%. I don't have children. Yes. But no, I completely agree. I actually saw an ad today and it really annoyed me because it said, find out how a full-time mother with two children makes an extra 10,000 pounds a year. You know those like stupid YouTube ads when it's yeah. like, make a million pounds in one minute. Yeah. Um, and I thought- Can you send me those ads? <laughs> I need a I million pounds in a minute. I would love to make a million pounds in a minute. <laughs> that sounds easier than what I'm doing. <laughs> but it was like, how, how does a full-time mother make money on the side? And I was like, well, you know that full-time mother is also with a full-time dad? A hundred percent. Right, and I never have seen an ad that said, how does a full-time dad make 10,000 pounds on the side? Exactly. I never see it. I think it's also unfair to men as well because there are so many full-time dads out there that really look after their children and 100%. take an active part. This is what I mean about labels. Can we just remove the fact that we're women or men or a certain age or a certain color? Mm -hmm. Can we all just be ourselves and allow people to reach their goals and don't let those play as factors in your mm -hmm. life? But you've, you have to make that change within yourself to exactly. be able to see that change. There's no point us preaching about it if you're not gonna actually put that in action with yourself and your own your own goals. And also you have to be willing to correct people's speech. Yeah. So when someone says to you, how's your small little business? It's really hard mm -hmm. to not to, to turn around and say, well, it's not small, I'm making X amount. Yeah. Because you feel arrogant, 100%. you feel entitled, you feel like I shouldn't be saying that. It's better yeah. to not say anything. Exactly what yeah. we've been taught our whole lives. Just ignore them and get on with it. Mm -hmm. But now I'm very conscious about saying certain things. Mm -hmm. So someone, this is really small, but someone said to me earlier, your bra strap showing. And I was wearing a, a dress and I said, oh, I'll tuck it in. But if it comes out again, mm. it's okay because every single person here is a woman and we all wear bras. And she yeah. said, we do actually, don't we? And I said, we shouldn't be so shamed. If our bra yeah. strap is showing a little bit, yes. it's okay. And I felt after that, I was like, oh God, she's probably gonna think I'm such a like strong, crazy woman. Yeah. But then I thought, you know what? I've made a change. Like she may think in her head, oh God, Shivani's such a lunatic yeah. for saying that. But she may also think, fair enough, good point. Maybe I won't mm. always call it out because it's not a big deal if a little bit no. of your bra is showing. Who cares? I just think there's so much more pressure on women from every angle. Like, mm -hmm. you know, now that obviously I'm in business, that's great, but then there's still pressure on the personal side of things. Absolutely. And you're expected to look great and not show your bra strap. And you know, you've got to do your hair and your makeup, which I love all those things. I'm quite a glamorous yeah. person. <laughs> I like taking care of myself, mm -hmm. but it's tricky. And yeah, there are those like 
um, perceptions in society where women of a certain size, oh, that won't look good on that woman of that size. And Absolutely. it's like, can people just wear what they want, be happy, be comfortable, and just do whatever, whatever the hell you want? And I do think things are changing. You know, um, I was at my auntie's 50th today. Yeah. And I was confident. There was about 150 women there. And I was confident I was going to come into this podcast. Wow, she's popular. Very popular. <laughs> very popular. I was confident I was going to come into this podcast and tell you that every single one of those women mm. asked me when I was going to get married. I was confident. I had it written down as a question. I bet you 90% of the women today mm. are going to ask me that. I would say three people okay. out of the 120 people, 50 people I spoke to asked me about that. Mm -hmm. The others congratulated me on my podcast. Yay. And it was a moment for me where I thought, it's the first time I've been to an event and someone has said, congratulations on all your hard work, rather than when you're getting married. I think that's changed a lot over the years. It there really has been is. a change because- I'm so proud of that today. I was yeah. like, how lovely that people are now recognizing yeah. women yeah. for working hard. I agree, but I think that's only been a very recent change. Absolutely, this is the first event I've been yeah. to. So I don't know where it's come from. Mm -hmm. mm. I don't know where it has either. And I think it is because seeing people like you on TV, mm. seeing people on social media actually doing things, seeing people all the time online making money and being successful. And being happy. And being happy, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And doing it all with like a smile on their face. Yeah. It's really, really important. Yeah. But you know, one of the things that people always say to me is, it's time to focus on settling down now. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I do get that a lot. I'm, I'm really happy that today was a change, mm -hmm. but I can't deny all the years and all the comments that have been said mm -hmm. to me about settling down. Mm -hmm. And you know, I really don't think you can have it all. Mm -hmm. I really do not think you can have a really successful business when you're working hard because you and I both know for when you love something, you want to work on it all day, yes. 24 seven. You want to be on it at midnight, you want to be at six in the morning, you yeah. want to be on it on a Saturday and Sunday. And it's difficult to maintain a personal life and yeah. think about settling down and having children. Do you feel that pressure and do you still get those comments? I love that you've raised this because something that I feel is really important is, and I'm not quite sure how to articulate it, but something that works for me is self-acceptance. You can't be everything to everyone and you don't need to be. You know, there's certain uh, periods in your life where things are off balance and it's so difficult these days because everyone has the right intentions, okay? So Absolutely. you'll go into Instagram and there'll be fitness queen that looks amazing and you wanna look like her. And then there's a makeup artist that just does the most gorgeous makeup and you <laughs> need to look like that. But you also need to run your business. And then yeah. you've seen a mum account and it's like, oh, I wanna be a mum. Yes. And then you've got to be the national, it's National Friends Day or, yes. you know, you can't be everything to everyone. And mm -hmm. I think the quicker that you accept that and just do your best, like the more at peace you will feel. Otherwise, and it's something that I have felt at certain times in my life, mm -hmm. you're spinning so many plates and it mm -hmm. becomes noise in your mind. You then feel guilt, you feel anxious. Okay, I'm focusing on my business, but I haven't touch, touched base with that friend or haven't paid as much time with my parents as I normally do. Right. That's okay, you can't do it all, all the time. Um, but it is, I, believe that. is, I think it's a bit of an acceptance piece. And I think it's yeah. a conversation piece. Yeah. So, you know, it's really difficult because I feel like as I've been working harder, I've also needed to have time alone. Oh my God, I just right? want a moment to just- I just yeah. need time alone. And yeah. I still live at home at the moment and sometimes I've had that conversation with my mum and dad and I've had it for a long time so they're really understanding. Mm. And for example, I said to them yesterday, I can't have dinner on the table, I don't want to. I'm just really stressed out, I'm really moody. Mm. Sometimes I'm just moody, I'm just mm. like, I'm so moody, I'm stressed. I just wanna eat in my room alone. And they're like, okay, 
Oh, it's so tricky. And they don't mind. But I've because I've had that conversation with them, they don't take it offensively. Absolutely. I think when there's a sudden shift and you're not you're not calling your friends, you're not going yeah. out with them all the time. And I think it's really, really important to have those conversations because you find out who is aligned with you. Absolutely. And who supports you. 100%. So my friends are so amazing because they'll be like, We know you're gonna leave at nine o'clock. Or yes. we know you're not going to drink. Or we know that you're not going to come to this. Because we get it. You've we made it understand. clear. understand. Yes. And there are some people who didn't understand. And that's okay too. But they, they perhaps aren't going to be my friends for life. You Absolutely. know? So I think having that conversation. First understanding, like you said, the self-acceptance piece. Mm -hmm. And then having that conversation to say, this is my boundary. That's something I've definitely learned mm -hmm. in the past year. And maybe even since going on The Apprentice. Mm -hmm. Just say exactly what's on your mind. Oh, 100%. Because in that situation, you've not only done yourself a favor, because rather than staying in your room, being moody and not saying anything, or going downstairs and sitting with them, exactly. you've just removed all the guilt of not saying anything. Exactly. But if you did go and sit with them, you're then anxious because it's like, I want to be alone. So you're now sat moody exactly. with your parents. So you've done yourself a favor <laughs> exactly. and them because you've just explained to them. Exactly. So it's just helped everything. And it's now paved the way for the next time you want time alone. Exactly. And I love that you said that, okay, there may be friends that might not be your friends forever. Mm -hmm. I love that um, because ugh, I don't want to say nothing is forever, but look how much <laughs> the world is changing. It's true. Think of yourself five years ago. Like, oh my God. We change so much. The world changes so much. You mm -hmm. know, people get fixated on forever. How about we just do what's good for now? Honestly, five years ago, I wanted to be married by 30 and have three children. I, 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 honestly, I was talking to my auntie the other day and I was just like, I'm just in no rush. And she was like, you've really changed. And I was mm. like, I have. Yeah. I'm like now not fixated on this timeline of getting married and having children by this date because everything will fall apart if I don't. Yeah. I'm now on, I'm loving my life. You're having I'm, too much fun. I love it. I'm yeah. just like, I just, I'm in no rush. And she was yeah. like, good for you. And I love that that conversation is changing because there's so much awareness around it now, which is why I talk about it all the time. Mm. Because one more person saying it helps one more person think differently. And I truly I believe that. I agree. And obviously being an Asian winner, I've had a lot of like Asian women reach out to me. And it just means so much when you know, like older Asian women are supportive. and They're like, wow, you're inspiring and I want my so daughter to follow like your footsteps. You. I'm like, perfect, you know? Exactly, and I think Asian women didn't have that opportunity. I think the older generation are seeing what we're doing and thinking, that's exactly what I, I wanted, wanted to, to do. do. Exactly. My I mom, honestly, she just loves it. And I know it's really? because she didn't get those opportunities. They just no. weren't there for them for yep. so many reasons. And I think she loves that I'm just, just being me and I'm being happy and I'm getting to do everything that she wanted to. So she's That's living amazing. vicariously through me. I love that. And I think yeah. there's kind of two women in that camp. I talk about this a lot. There's one there's one kind of woman that sees that and thinks, I wish I did that. Yeah. And God, I'm so annoyed. And I'm just really jealous. Yeah. And there's another kind of woman who's like, I wish I did that. And I'm so Definitely. supportive because yeah. I really want you to do it. And your mom seems in the latter. So that's amazing. She to have is. That support. It's hard. People have their own like... It's just difficult for people. We all have different backgrounds. We've all we all have different upbringings. I don't even blame people for when they do feel in that jealous camp because it's like, oh, I wish you had that opportunity to. Exactly. We're only human and, you know, jealousy is is sometimes a trait that often people have. And, hey, it's okay. Like, I hope they work through it. But, you know, you jealousy know. is a really good point. When you feel jealous, and I feel, I would say I feel quite jealous about a few things, mm. but I really use it as a point of that's where I want to get to. Yeah. 
100%. Jealousy is such a great indicator of what, of what you okay. in your life. 100%, right? 100%. And we look at all these emotions as negative. People say, I'm not a jealous person. Well, it's okay if you are. Just channel that energy into understanding your emotions mm -hmm. and then do something about it. Don't it's sit there and moan and complain. That's not good. But when you see that you're jealous about something and then you change yourself to mold yourself into something that you want to be, that's yeah. excellent. So jealousy is a good thing. I love it. Like if I see something that someone's doing, I will say, I mean this in the most positive, nicest way. I am so jealous. Right. In the like in an energetic way, because exactly. I'm like, okay, you're getting me going and I want to do exactly. what you're doing. Exactly. Like you've inspired so, me. Yeah. Right. I think that it should be replaced by in inspired. inspired. Like that person is inspiring yes. you, you know? Absolutely. So talking about family, one of the questions that was asked on the apprentice, which was quite big, was around your sister. Yay, my sister. <laughs> so you and your sister started the business together, mm -hmm. right? When you were going on The Apprentice, did you have that conversation with her to say that she would be part of the journey mm -hmm. if needed be or mm -hmm. she wouldn't be? Mm -hmm. Of course we had that conversation. <laughs> my sister is my best friend. Right. Not only my business partner and my sister, she's my soulmate. We are so, so close. Nice. We've got each other's back. Mm -hmm. We went into this business together and we have our own personal goals too. Right. One of my personal goals was to go on The Apprentice. It may not have been her personal goal, but we do have a joint business together. Okay. Um, I had that conversation with her and said, it might crop up as a factor in regards to the shareholders agreement because mm -hmm. Lord Sugar can only invest in one winner, right? Absolutely. It might be an issue. We had that conversation. We. Obviously our sisters and we have the business together, but we also want the business to succeed and have the business's best interests at heart as well. Absolutely. So of course she's gonna put her ego to the side about mm -hmm. a, a name on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Put that to the side. Cool, go and get that investment for this business. That's all there is to it. That's amazing. Yeah. So when you obviously told that to Lord Sugar, he was yeah. like, you can't just take her out. Like what on earth? So <laughs> what happened with that? Is mm -hmm. she still part of it? Yes. So in reality, obviously they can't show everything on TV. And of course they didn't. They just showed me being ruthless. Of exactly. Course. <laughs> That's going to make good TV. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> they never showed the nice bits that I said about mm -hmm. my sister. In reality, I'd said to Lord Sugar, look, you're, you're getting great value for your investment. Two for one. It's two for us, <laughs> two of me. Like, come on. Um, and I just explained to him that, you know, we can supercharge this business, there's two of us. However, if it's an issue that's gonna stop you from investment, she will step down. Okay. So that was the reality. Okay. Um, she's still very much exactly involved in the business. Um, she remains as a director of the business and we work together very, very hard. That is amazing. She is an amazing person. She really is. That is she's crazy to just have, to put your ego aside like that and to really support yeah. you as your sister because you know, one thing, when you're in business with someone and mm -hmm. you're both working on the same thing, even if you're working on different things, and I see this a lot in relationships, mm -hmm. if one of you is doing better than the other, mm -hmm. it's very hard, like we've just said, not to mm -hmm. feel jealous. Yes. Not to feel like, oh, I'm not the one that's pulling the weight. Mm -hmm. I'm sure your sister gets it a lot. Harpreet's done so well. Mm -hmm. She's accelerating Oh, she gets it all the time. It must be really difficult for her. And it must, is it difficult for you to hear that? It's really irritating. I can imagine. Because she doesn't have those issues. She hasn't got a problem with me going on The Apprentice. When, like, if she wanted to do it, she would she have, done have done it. it. Absolutely. She's the same as me. We chase our personal goals. Yeah. She's happy. So it's really irritating when people say, oh, wow, you know, has everyone forgotten about you? And, oh, you know, are you still involved? It's like, 
You know what? We you don't need to put that on us because it's not even that it doesn't exist. Like, right. why are you so interested? <laughs> Buy some desserts, you know. <laughs> but I think it's rare. I think that is so lovely that you both have such a strong relationship. Yeah. Like you said, that you've put your business's interests at heart. Yeah. But not only that, it's she our is really interest, supporting yeah. you, and you're really supporting her. It's because our love is unconditional. That is so lovely. I'm a real family girl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I'm sure everyone is close with their sisters and their siblings, but we really are. Like if we have business goals, personal goals, whatever it is, we will support each other no matter what. And even if it means putting your own potential thoughts or plans to the side to navigate how to navigate your own goals, because Mm -hmm. goals also change. Right. When we set up the business, did she think I was going to go one day on a TV show and that she might be questioned? No, of course we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. You don't anticipate what you're going to want in two years, three years, four years time. You think you might. I guarantee your goals are going to change. Because you'll achieve certain ones and then you've got new goals. Or you'll just change your mind and that's okay. You can change your direction in life. Mm -hmm. I had a career in banking and then I set up a waffle stand. (laughs) I changed my mind. Right. You know? So I think we're just very supportive of each other because... We want to be successful in life. I want to, we want to have amazing lives. And what that means is being true, happy, content with what you're doing. Don't chase something or let ego get in the way or what society might think. Mm -hmm. Go do what you want to do. Be happy, be successful in it. That's all there is to it. It's really simple. Your energy is so positive. I feel like so <laughs> empowered after I'm going to need this podcast. I'm going to like walk how you guys walk through The Apprentice. Sometimes I do feel like that. You know, I think anyone, <laughs> anyone who works in London mm. that walks in heels, I genuinely the other day felt like I was walking in The Apprentice. I was just like, <laughs> I feel so inspired. My final question. This is a new tradition I'm doing on this podcast. I only told you about it when you walked in, didn't I? Okay, I'm come so on. sorry, you're the first victim. I'm so scared right now. Truth or dare, Harpreet? <sighs> this is really difficult. <laughs> I would love to say dare, okay. but I'm really scared you're going to make me get up and start twerking or something. <laughs> I'm going to pick truth. What would you okay. like to know? What is something you wouldn't tell your parents? Oh my God. <laughs> so you don't want me to tell my parents who might be listening to this podcast. I want you to tell the world. Right, mom, turn this off now. <laughs> Oopsie, I just realized that my parents are going to listen to this podcast. So Shivani has kindly let me film another truth, um, which is really kind because I'm the first guest on Truth or Dare. Um, so I don't think she'll let this happen again. Um, but thank you for letting me record another one. And um, I guess I can reveal to my parents that as we were growing up, we used to have an off license. In fact, they still do. And they were really strict with how many sweets we were allowed to eat. And I used to steal sweets all of the time um, without them knowing. So I'm really sorry, mom and dad. And um, that's as much as you're going to get out of me. So thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I'm so grateful that you took the time out of your day on a Friday night also. It's now 7 p.m. <laughs> so it's quite a big commitment. Yeah. But I'm really grateful that you came on because I feel that you have really inspired a lot of women and not just me. I feel the apprentices watched everywhere, especially mm. in the UK. And I know so many women look up to you and I'm just so excited to release this episode with you. Thank you so much. I am. And honestly, I didn't set out on this journey to 
try and be a role model. Mm-hmm. I'm just genuinely, authentically myself. This is me. And I think if that just inspires even just one single person mm-hmm. to go and achieve their goals, whatever that is, whether it's business, personal, if it just inspires you, just go get what you want. Go do Perfect. It. Go do it and go and be happy. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, everyone. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Wherever you're listening or watching, if you could press the like, follow and subscribe button, it would mean the world to me.